Welcome to May the Podcast Be With You. I'm Stephen Mather, solicitor and your business lawyer. I help small and medium-sized business owners and directors manage their legal problems. But more than that, I like to enjoy life, smile and learn from others. So this podcast is a way to help me and you learn how to be successful, whatever that may mean. Hey, welcome along to May the Podcast Be With You. And today I'm joined by the UK's number one motivational speaker, Brad Burton. Welcome along, Brad. Steve, motivational business speaker. It's a term that never existed. See, this is the thing, not motivational speaker. I'll be getting an Hodges and and what Middleton coming to shoot me. Um, motivational <laughs> business speaker is a term that I made up. I made it up. It's a term that never existed. And uh, so mo- UK's number one motivational business speaker, because when I did it, Steve, everyone said, you're the UK's number one motivational business speaker. And I said, well, who is? Well, it's not you. And actually, guess what? It absolutely is because it's a term that never existed until I made it up. You made it up. That's a good, it's a good way of being number one, isn't it? Make yeah. it up. But I guess, it's, so you've, you've kind of differentiated between someone that's just a motivational speaker, like you say, you know, someone that's been in the SAS and wants to do an right. after dinner talk to someone mm-hmm. that's actually going to make a difference in your business. You know, somebody said to me, uh, well, who made you the UK's number one motivational business speaker? I said, let me ask you this question. Who made Muhammad Ali the greatest you know, and actually, this is the thing. Do you think we'd be calling Muhammad Ali 40 years on the greatest if he'd not said, hey, guess what? I'm the greatest. So somewhere along the way, the first person that you've got to convince of your brilliance is you. And actually, you'll never outperform your mind, your, your, your mind's eye of who you are or your self-image. So somewhere along the way, I had to change my thinking, change my self-image. And that's what it is. So that UK's number one motivational business speaker is a term that never existed. And a lot of people, they kick off about, oh, uh, right? It's a bit like being in United Nightclub and there's a 20 pound on the floor and say, yeah, Steve. See that 20 quid there? Pick it up. You go, no, you pick it up. You saw it. You pick it up. You're nearer. And whilst we're doing that, Steve, somebody comes along and picks it up. And now we're recriminating. But you should have picked up. You should Right. So somewhere along the way, you know, any qualification that you've got or anyone's got has just been made up by someone clever. That's the reality of it. So any authority has been given by themselves. Well, I will give myself authority to be the UK's number one motivational business speaker. If you don't like it, that's okay, because I do. Fair enough. So let uh, look. You've had a, a a bit of an ups and downs, shall we say, in your career and your life. Yeah, uh, it's sort of documented. Uh, you know, you're pretty pretty open about it. You know, from working in QuickSave uh, to start with, and uh, and and then you know, sort of growing to a, a networking business with you know, a couple of million, 5,000 5, groups, yeah, all that kind of thing. And uh, and then the pandemic hit and that all went tits up and, you know, you had to change and you went online and that kind of thing. And now, so now you've sold that and you're doing something else. So to use one of your your books, now what? What's what's next? Yeah, well, you know what? Funny enough, I wrote that book in 2016, Now What? And it was because I'd reached every single goal in my life. So 2016, wrote in 2015, published in 2016, so whatever, seven years ago. So what had happened? 42. I'd reached every single material goal that I'd ever set out to do. Now what for me now is a question that I always ask ahead of the time because people under stress don't make great decisions, right? So I always ask that question, now what? Way ahead. In the event that something happens, what do I do? So I've I've kind of every um, eventuality, I've kind of processed already so that if I come across the thing and I see the opportunity, I go for it. So my focus right now is on, on motivating workforces, keeping culture within organizations, because that's probably the biggest threat that I see right now as a result of this um, hangover of the, of the pandemic. Cultures being lost, work from home, all very romantic. First year, great Stoufford's Press sat on your ass in the outside summer. Um, two years on, people are in danger of losing their jobs. 
People are in danger of losing their jobs because they want to work from home, right? Because they're, what are they worried about, right? And, and, and I think that the, the problem is, is that I'm finding a lot of organizations are going, if our staff don't want to come in, why don't we just sub it off to the Philippines for a third of the money? And this is the danger. People are creating themselves a time bomb. So I help companies with culture. I work with individuals, generally C-suite or above, uh, sorry, or below. But I'll say that I'll work with anyone who paid money. But, you know, I'm mercenary like that. No, but I, I work with, with genuinely high-level execs uh, to keep them focused and get something that I term uh, not only just success, but sustainable success. And I think that's the bit that kind of eludes so many people, sustainable success. They might have the car, they might have the house, but the wife doesn't care. Uh, the kids don't know who they are. They, they've got no identity beyond their personal business, sorry, their business persona. And actually they've kind of, every time that you kind of dip into that world, you lose a piece of yourself. And it's really about helping people find themselves again. In the same way, I had to refine myself. <clears throat> and that's and that comes from experience i assume you kind of you've you've been through it and when you're, you're at the forefront of it and you're growing this big company and you're doing x y and z uh, like, was it fair to say that you don't have some of the things that you you have now maybe you know the sort of the relationship or, or whatever yeah I, I, you know look when you start so, so just be clear uh 31 year old i think it's 31 30, I can't remember, roughly i was delivering pizzas living in a masonette above a chipper True, right? So no qualifications, done four years on benefits, been addicted to drugs twice, got shot when I was 21 uh, in Manchester, caused me to move away. And um, so, so so, really, when I started the business off, it was to make money, to get myself a house and to, get, to be able to do things like eating. I know how romantic nowadays, putting the heating on, brilliant. Um, but, but, but that's what it was. My primary driver was that to make a better life for my family, which is exactly what I did. However, I then forgot that mission that this was about making a better life for my family and actually what i ended up doing was making a bigger business bigger business bigger business and at the expense of my family and at the expense of the exactly the same things that the, the very thing that I started off on so i have definitely made a, a a difference in my own life and i've also realized now the futility of that and the question i would ask anyone in your audience right now is how much is enough how mm. much is enough money how many enough spare rooms? How much you know? And that's the thing that eludes people because people don't have an end game. I had someone on social media call me on, oh, you've got self-limiting beliefs. Get to fuck. I've written four books with annual qualifications. I've, I've started, uh, you know, I've started several businesses off. And, and, and I'm more business speaker at the highest level, JTV, Costa, zero, list goes on. And actually, um, I'm happy. <laughs> That's the thing that eludes anything that we're trying to do. When you go and buy a car, you want to go and buy a Gucci handbag, you want to go holiday, whatever. You do it to be happy. And for that duration of that new car, that handbag, that, that holiday, you're happy. But when you come back to the real world, you're not really happy. And you look forward to the next bout of happy. Mm. I've got something right where right now I am fundamentally content. I'm fundamentally happy. And that has blown people up because people don't understand it on LinkedIn. Oh, you've got self-limiting beliefs. What are you on about? Why are we doing this for? You know, one of the things that changed for me was the American Express CEO. I remember back in the old days when I used to listen to the news. Do yourself a favor, stop listening to the news. Yeah. Um, I, I, I took myself off the news nine months now. Um, but I remember listening on Radio 4, today program, that the CEO of American Express died uh, a, a medical emergency on a Learjet, and they diverted it. And by the time he did cardiac arrest, he leaves three children, da, 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 da. 57. And I thought, oh, I didn't realise how much that impacted me because I realised mm. the futility of it. Because mm. actually, if he knew he was going to die that day, do you reckon he'd be on, on a Learjet? No, no he'd chance. be saying yeah. the things he wanted to say to his family. He'd mm. be, you know, holding his wife's hand 
But that stuff eludes us because we end up having, oh, this is an 80-year-old oak brand there. Oh, isn't that great? But actually, the very thing that, you know, and the vast majority of people are never going to get 80. And actually, you think 80 years old? Yeah. But you can get 100 years old. Yeah. yeah. So when's it end? It never ends. And this is the problem. And I've realised something. Actually, I am done with the race. It's not even the rat race. It's the race of trying to appeal to everyone trying to prove to everyone how clever you are, how successful you are, how much money you are, how big your dick is. I'm just not interested in any way or form. I am comfortable in my own skin and my own life. And I think that's what I've learned as a result of my entrepreneurial journey, which has been 18 years. So that's like, the, the word for that is being content. Yeah, and being content with your lot and saying, yeah, look, I'm, I'm happy with what I've got. But how, does, how do you um, align that, being content with ambition? And you know, there's a desire to kind of grow. So, so, so one of two things here. Something's going to run out first, either your ambition or your ability, Steve. Right? That's the reality of it. Yeah. yeah. Now, I've got loads of ambition. I've got loads of ability, but I've decided to stay where I am. When you play pontoon or blackjack, the idea is you get twenty-one king, and you get eight, and you got twenty-one. I've got a seventeen. My hands are seventeen, and I'm quite happy sticking. All right. That's the difference because so many people keep going. Grant Cardona apparently is in, in some legal stuff at the moment. You know, I I somebody told me the other day, I don't know how much truth in it, but you know, I'll share what I heard. IRS and this, that, and the other. Like, like, let's say you only had 20% of your wealth, you still be wealthy, you still have the biggest house ever. Yeah. Stop it. So I'm quite happy from a from a from a pontoon perspective of sticking on 17. You mean the 10x dream is is not something people should have? You know, I <laughs> unbelievable. Say, but I say, but listen, and this is the problem: is people don't want to believe this. People want to believe that they're somehow being blessed with these courses. You know, I could sell certainty to people. I'm a charismatic speaker. I'm, um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm polished as a presenter. And yet, no, I couldn't sleep at night. Yeah. I couldn't sleep at night. And I say to people, one x your fucking life. One exit. Yeah. One exit life. Just enjoy it. Yeah. Live it. Because guess what? One day we're all gonna die. Every single person that you love is gonna die. That's the reality of it. But mm. we don't want to talk about it so many times, especially being connected to a network. Oh yeah, yeah. I only saw him last week. He's only fifty-three. You leave six kids behind. I've seen it. I've heard it. And it's like yeah. death happens to everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> right. And yeah. people go, "Well, this isn't very motivational." Yes, it is. Right? Whatever you're going to go and do, we know how much money we've got in the bank. We've got online right now, and we know how much money we've got in the bank. How much time do you have in the bank? You've got no idea. Mm. You've got no idea. You, I could die today. Yeah, you, yeah. I, nuclear bomb, nothing to do with us, yeah. wipes it all out. So yeah. whatever you're going to do with your life and your world, do it, say it, make it now. And it's one of those things. So you mentioned that Amex guy story, and um, and and it's it's that classic anecdote of the guy on his deathbed. It doesn't doesn't say, you know, I wish I had more money. He says, I wish I had more time. And um, and it's just the the bottom line, isn't it? I've I've read a couple of books about you know time, how much time people have, and they do it, you know, on an average, um, you know, over an average life, you get however many weeks is it, you know, and. and it's like, well, that's great if you own average average life. And if you don't, <laughs> if you do die when you're 55. Let me, let me, let me show you something right now. Uh, I am going to just do something right now just to show you something that I have in one of my uh, things. I'm going to show you something right now. You just keep talking. Let me just show you this. This is it. Here we go. This is, for the sake of this conversation, and this wasn't prompted, my life maker book, my workbook for my, uh, for my program, right? Yeah. That, I've just filled it in now. That's your 5,000 weeks. Right, I'm at 49. Yeah. So 
So that's it. My dad died at 53. So I've got four years left on mm. that basis. Mm. I, I, honestly. So, yeah. so, so what am I going to do? Start spending time running up and down the, the country and making a business? Get out of it. No way. And this is the great thing about it. I will only work with people that I want to work with right now. You know, I will only go to a gig that I want to go to. The, the days of running around to try to get a reputation. I've got a reputation. And that's so, the thing. So, but, and, 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 but that is the thing, though, Brad. So you've already done all that hard work. And so you can now take the, take the time and go, hey, do you know what? I'm going to spend some time with my family. But how yeah. do people do it when they're in the twenties and thirties? You know, what, what do they do? Do they just do they still have to carry on work really hard, or do they have to just step back? Yeah, yeah. So, so but this is the balancing act, the 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 tightrope that needs to be asked. Because if I look at my life right now, um, put it this way: if I had my time again, knowing what I know now, and that's what experience is, and experience makes you an expert. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't have done it the way I've done it. Not a chance. Mm-hmm. Not a chance. Mm-hmm. I would have um, I would have gone for less money and uh, more life. I would have spent, all right, if we could have a sliding scale of computer and he said, you know, put a figure in there of, of how l- less work you'd have preferred to do in more life, I would have said 30%. And actually that would have been suffice. That yeah. would have worked. It would have channeled me in terms of a life that I've got without having to have opulence and, and you know, buying six bottles of champagne. I mean, you know, I used to do it because I'd come from new money. I'd have nothing. Six mm-hmm. bottles of champagne, sparklers, 500 quid, thousand quid here. I'd rather not earn the money anymore. One of the things that uh, that I read uh, a few years ago, I think it might have been Jim Rohn actually, and anyway, saying it, um, was saying when somebody says, you know, what well, actually the reason why I do what I do is because of my children, my kids, but then they don't actually prioritize it. They're not they're not putting that in the diary, and they're not saying, do you know what, I'm 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 going to value that over and above work. Um, and so one of the things I do is um, I have a, I have a value, obviously, you know, I have a value that I attach like an hourly value. This is how much I value time with my family and my kids. And my work's not going to get in the way unless someone comes in and pays more than that value. And that, that value isn't my market rate value. It's higher, low higher than that. And, and so if someone wants to take me away from my kids, they can do. Yeah, because yeah. I'll have to then turn around and go, hey, look, kids, I'm really sorry. I'm not going to be around on Saturday or, Sunday or, or, or during the week or whatever. But hey, we're going to earn this, this amount yeah, of money. And, and and but people don't do it people always I one of the one of my my sort of bugbears at the moment is um you know people kind of going on the Simon Sinek why job and they say you know they put up a picture up of the kids and go here's my why and it's like well num- number one no that's not you've not read the book properly you've not understand what you're doing um, but if it was you why then you wouldn't be working because you'd yeah, be spending all day long with them you know I think this is the problem is that Nowadays, the, the, the systems in, in the world is, is that you read a book and you change, ah, I need to have cold showers at six o'clock in the morning. I need to get up at five o'clock. I need to run a marathon. I need to, it's just bullshit. Let me tell you something. You know, one recipe that works for someone with their ingredients won't work for you. That's the bit. And, and, and this is why, I've, you know, I've got no degree in psychology, but what I've got is a brain and I've, I've got an analytic I don't even know if it's analytical, but I've got a sulfur street kid. I'm a sulfur street kid, right, that somehow managed to morph. And if you had a Venn diagram, it's very interesting because we kind of did this experiment. Venn diagram between corporate and street kid, and I'm right in that middle. Mm. And I think that's why I appeal, because yes. somewhere along the way I'm raw. I am raw, and I don't I, I don't, um, I don't doff my cap to nobody. I live my life and my values, yeah. you know, based on my life and values. And, you know, my why, what is my children and family? And, and yet I've forgotten that for, for, for running around the country to be Mr. Cool. And, yeah. and it's like, 
you know, I can't turn back the hands of time. I can't. But what I can do is make certain that I'm not going to waste the next 18 years running around trying to build a multi-million pound business for what? For what? Yeah. You know, I've got everything I need. I've got a five-bedroom house. And I actually wanted a 10-bedroom mansion. I was at one point looking at 10-bedroom mansion, twin staircases. Oh, twin staircases. What is that about? Right? You know, so twin staircases. They had this wonderful Yeah, it's the crib's dream. Yeah. You know, I'd go down the stairs and have a nice suit on. My wife would have a Gavinci dress and we'd walk down there and the, the butlers would open the door and all our guests would come wafting in looking at the chandeliers and yeah. all this shit. Bow at your you feet. Know, yeah. Mate, and you know what? I've got, like I say, a five-bedroom house. If I got my dream of a ten-bedroom house, guess what? I'd have six rooms I don't go in instead of one. Yeah. It's just stupid. And this is the thing. I see people overreach based on what? Once you get to this point where, where I am, which is like happy, content, Nothing can get to me. <laughs> no, no one can say to me, "Ah, oh, well, I've got a Lamborghini." Fucking good luck to you. Good mm. luck to you. Yeah, like, genuinely, good luck to you. And I'm not down on money in any way or form. And this is people confuses and try to twist it. Oh, I'm not down on it. What I'm down on is wasting life. That's what I'm down on. Wasting life for shit that actually doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 um, competing in a race with other people. I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, it's like see, seeing what someone else is doing and going, hey, well, I want that, or I want better, or I want more than, you know, than that person. That's just there's, terrible. There's a reason that racehorses wear blinkers. They don't give a shit about the competition. Yeah. And that's it. Be your own competition. Compare you to you. So if I was to compare me to Richard Branson, <clears throat> Richard Branson is a 10, and I'm a, a 2, right? If I compare me, Brad Burton, the former drug addict, the guy who's done four years on benefits... And the guy now, I'm a 10. So I've calibrated that in my brain. Mm. So that scale is, is in my world, my macros, not on the global scale. Because And this is why my mind's eye, I walk around like a 10 men. I'm full of enthusiasm and bigger than energy. Because in my, I'm, I'm doing beautifully in my life. But when I compare myself to thinking, my scale, I'm now too, and so many people do that. So many people yeah. admire Elon Musk and they admire frigging Jeff Bezos. You're never going to be anywhere near there. So why are you even doing that? Why have you put yourself on that scale? Scale yourself versus me. Scale yourself versus someone sensible. Scale yourself versus you. Mm. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. You mentioned earlier um, sustainable success. Tell me a little bit about that and, and how you kind of came up with that and, and what yeah, you're going to do so, on it. So I've just come back from a holiday over in uh, Florida, two weeks over in Florida. I went down there, give it a large. And when I go to Florida, I, you know, once in a lifetime hold it was, 14th time I've had it. 14th time I've had a once in a lifetime holder, right? That I made happen. Let's be under no illusions. Yeah. From that lad, he was delivering pizzas to where I am now. Something's happened that yeah. those decisions are down to me. So I've realized something. And when we was over in America, we had some, we said it a wonderful place here, then a wonderful place. And then the last date or two, we stayed in a motel and it had like foil under the rings on the, on the, on the, and it's like a cheap motel. And I'm delighted to have it. It's great. <laughs> you know, so, because if you're traveling <laughs> yeah. first class all day, it's no longer first class. It's yeah. standard class. And yeah. this is where people go wrong. So they go to a five-star hotel, a soap hotel, and then it's not enough. Now mm -hmm. you need a six-star one with a butler on a thing in a private lift. And then you go to the Uj bar, whatever it's called. You know, in, in Dubai, it's a seven-star. Yeah. yeah. And then you use an eight-star. It doesn't fucking never ends. So I realized something that it's about success people talk about, but it's not about success. It's about sustainable success. That means if you want to have a... I'd rather have a five-bedroom house and a happy marriage than a 10-bedroom house and going for a frigging divorce, <laughs> right? And this is where people... So sustainable success, something has to give. Something has to give. You can't have that and have that. So where is the line? And I kind of sussed this as like a, where I'm quite happy. I'm yeah. in a life that I couldn't believe. If you I look at my parents and I look at the life that I've got right now. 
you know, this picture behind me, like, was was is a, is a, is a painting that somebody bought for me. Yeah. Like, big go. And it's like, fucking hell, that just blows my mind. Like, I've got my own piece of art, Brad Burton, but, oh, you know, uh, uh, we, you, you can go and get a Salvador. Shut the fuck up. I'm happy I couldn't ask for a better picture. There's not a better picture in the world that I want other than this. That's it. And so once you stop doing that, because I tell you, as soon as you start getting to this unsustainability in the world, in in, in, in everything, hmm. that's where people get wrong because I'm happy with that. I couldn't be any happier. Could not be any happier. And someone comes along and says, actually, you can get a better one. Just And I used to make the mistake. I'd go to, uh, when I become new money, I'd go to a restaurant and whatever the most expensive thing is on the restaurant, yeah, yeah. I would get. Mm-hmm. somehow correlating more expensive with better. Yeah, yeah. And actually, it's not. Yeah. I will happily, 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 I will happily have beans and toast, which is exactly what I did when I got back this week from Orlando. Beans and toast was the first thing that I did. And actually, I've been eating, you know, all the, all right, for the sake of this conversation, oysters and caviar, yeah. not the case. But I've been eating all that. <laughs> and actually, I wanted just a bit of normal... <laughs> And yeah. that's where people go wrong because if all you're doing is eating oysters and caviar all day long, that's when that's your new benchmark. That's that becomes your new normal there, and it's like, well, what's what's better? Yeah, what what goes up? Therefore, what happens is in order to eat the finest olives and, and, and whatever, you've now got to start getting the wheels spinning further. When mm. actually you go back when you first started at Brewers Fair, you was happy. Yeah. Now you're at the Ivy, and you're not only at the Ivy, but what you're doing is is, is post posting pictures of yourself at the Ivy that you've got the best table. Just showing what up. An yeah. Absolute dickhead move. You were a grown up at 49, showing that you somehow managed to spend. And it's just this, it's this overconsumption. Is that um, uh, like, uh, look, forgive me? This is I, I'm really naive on this, but is that is that similar to kind of being addicted to drugs? Where you kind of go, do you know what? Actually, I, I want that because I need the rush. I need the I need the feeling of that, and then I want right. bigger and harder right. and more. Right. Steve, it's exactly what it is. So when you start doing cocaine, is the most amazing thing ever. And then as you start going on through cocaine of the of two years in, you're no longer getting the hit. And actually, what you need to do is then spend more money. And actually, you're still not getting the original hit. So now mm. you get to a point where really your money has run out in your pursuit of this, um, or your health has run out but you're at a hard stop. And this is what I see. So, so many people, it's great when your identity, and this is where people go wrong. And this is why I help these, these, these organizations, C-suite people, right? Is that somewhere along the way, their identity has been morphed into success, whatever that is, the finest, da, 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 da. when financial situations change or they lose their job, their identity is still there. That's where the problems start forming. So what I've got is this, go back to this now what? I'm in this wonderful position. I have lived on Tesco's beans and waffles for many, many years. Not now, but I'm on about the olden days. I lived in a council estate above mm. a chipper. So I can go back there tomorrow and I'm good with it. Yeah. I'm good with it. Mountaineers don't stay at the top of mountains. They don't stay at the top of mountains. And that's the bit that people need to understand that actually there comes a point when you will have a hard stop. So for instance, let's say you're a beauty queen or a model, right? And then as you start getting older, your looks start falling away. But in your mind's eye, you still think you're that model, but now you stop not wanting to go out because you don't want people to see you're old and you're not that person. So mm. now your identity is a trick. So, so what people need to do is they need to like look at their identity. Is it appropriate for now? And that's where I'm at. With always throughout my life, I'm going right. Is my identity? I, you go back ten years ago, I was a whole lot rougher, proper, right? All that. Okay, maybe 15 years ago, whatever, right? But that would not serve me now. I would not have been this guy that I'm, the, the, the success that I've reached. And in some people's, Richard Brunson, but that's not success. Yeah. 
I don't give a fuck what Richard Branson thinks success is. This is my success for a working class lad, right? Who doesn't have a qualification, so I've written four books, so I've started a business off and had a team of over 800 people at one point and speak at the highest level. That's success. And if all I ever achieved was this, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's it exactly, isn't it? So what would you say, we, we've talked about, the, you know, success. Mm-hmm. That for are you, your base, your view is basically well, everyone has their own success. They've got to determine where they're at, what their skills are, what where where they can sort of hit maximum level. And once you're there, then that consider that to be success. To bank it, and to bank it, and go right. I'm good now. Yeah. So 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 because so, what people do is they, and this is what I did, is that when I get rich, I'll get happy and I'll be able to fix yeah. all these things that are not great. Yeah. And then that kind of rich never quite arrived because not quite I was there. Thinking, the six yeah. bottles of champagne, which never allowed me to, do you know what I'm saying? So, so yeah. you end up on the route there, you end up slowing your progress down. But actually, that's not where I tell you right now. I remember 2012, walking with dog Tyson, Labradoodle, no longer with us, good on you. Um, but I remember walking Tyson and actually crying uh, and, 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 and saying out loud on my own, I just want to feel normal. I just want to feel normal. I just want to feel normal at a £2.3 million business. Right, more money in the sense of it, and I was broken, broken as an individual. Mm. Because this is the thing that we do. So on face value, I was rocking and rolling. Internally, shot to pieces, and that is what I talk about: non-sustainable success. And that is, and people might not want it. This is an uncomfortable conversation, uncomfortable truth. People might not want to admit it because what they're doing is while they're shielding themselves and masking themselves with stuff and first-class travel, that their marriage is okay, that the business is okay, when actually they've lost themselves because their identity, and let's be quite clear here, I'm not going to start getting all spiritual and start lighting tie bells, uh, the candles, but, you know, who are you? Who are you? Who are who am I? Because actually, once you, if you lose an arm, and we lose another arm and lose a leg, at what point do we stop being ourselves? And I think that people have been, end up, and this was me, ended up, getting our identity as to who we were wrapped up in business as opposed to our identity as to who we are being who we are and it's really it's really interesting actually that you've hit the i i'm going to call it like an epiphany it's you kind of you get to that point normally people get to that uh get to that point when there's a major life event you know something really happens like you know their their (laughs) parents die or their kid kid dies or or they they really have you know a long-term illness or something like that and they go do you know what eyes have been open i'm going to change my life and um, and actually, you've done it. <laughs> so it sounds like it done it much harder way of so, of working and getting there. Yeah. So, but bear in mind, you know, I don't know anyone in the UK that's more network than me. You know, mm. because of the nature of their own network, I've, I've been you know one to ones all day long, and I just see people. I just see people, and I see that these these models of success are flawed and wrong. And yeah. you can convince yourself all day long, convince yourself that you're living the living your living your best life. And you know, and I can I can genuinely within seconds, within a minute, break someone down and actually get straight through every single piece of their armor and actually say, really? And you say, okay, so fabulous. So all this opulence and everything is great. And this is the thing, by all means, be driven, be ambitious, but above all, be happy. Because when your drive and ambition is causing you to be unhappy, you've just found your level. Absolutely, yeah. One of the one of the um, abiding memories for me, and the reason why I I changed, I was I was previously running a law firm, you know, partner partner in a law firm, five offices, fifty staff, turning over a few million quid, and one of the one of the key drivers for me is I I was dealing with a woman 
working for a retail company and this particular retail company um when it seems when they get women are about 50 they're a fashion retailer they get rid of them right and their face don't fit anymore and uh, and i had a few of these people and this one one woman i was dealing with her exit out of the business and um and i said to her so what are you going to do next and normally people at that kind of 50 age level they go they they're going to go into another you know um uh, sort of management director level job pretty easily i've got something lined up i've got the contacts this that and the other and this woman turned around and said do you know what i'm going to spend some time with my kids because i don't really know them and it like it just it was one of those moments he's got a 13 year old boy if i remember rightly and it's like straight through the heart wow <laughs> bloody hell like you don't i don't want to get to 50 55 and go i don't know my kids right it's just I, um... not worth it I, uh, my boy, Brandon, um, I said to him, I said, oh, do you want to come to wrestling? Ultimate pro wrestling. Eddie the Lion Ryan's fighting Big Grizzly Bear over in Yeovil. Because we always go wrestling. He said, no. I said, what do you mean? No, we always go. He said, maybe I'm not eating anymore, Dad. You know, and this is the thing. One day, you pick your children up and no longer put them to bed. Yeah. You know, one day, they'll no longer want to hold your hand when they cross the road. Yeah. And this is the bit. And then we frittered it away for what? Building a business? Mm. Come on. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a halfway house. And that is what I talk about. Sustainable success. That's what I'm about. Mm. Perfect stuff. Hey, look, that's um I, I think I think we've covered quite a bit there and it's 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 really good. So I'm gonna let you go. I know you're a busy man, but um so sort of the, 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 the summary of it is that that key word, sustainable success success. And, um, and and getting that, being happy, being content with what you've got, managing it so that you're you're not competing with other people, you're competing with yourself. If you want to drive that forward, make sure you're doing it for the right reasons and not for consumerism effectively. And and just be happy and be be content with your lot, basically. You know, um, by, by all means, like I say, be driven, be ambitious, but be happy. Please, 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 please make certain that that is th what you're doing is what you want, not what society is. Has told you or what Instagram tells you you should be, and I'm telling you, I'm in a, I'm, I'm in less money now, right? Um, but I'm a whole lot happier, mm. and it is fabulous. You know, I just sit on my ass there doing podcasts, uh, mentoring people, and, and I'm working and speaking. That's it. But I'm not no longer doing forty thousand miles a year and going up yeah. and down the country doing this. And about it's like, uh, you know, uh, yeah, it's like the best life ever. Yeah. But I've earned it, and actually, I paid the price for it. Like I say, nervous breakdown, everything else that's gone on, and that's that's that, and that that's the that's the take home, which is, do you know what? Um, you can you can do that, but you do need to. There does need to be some hard work in between. I think I'd say this is, is an interesting one. I've got type two diabetes. I was stressed on overweight. My marriage was was balked. I had legal problems, financial problems. Da, 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 da. Um, if you would put this on a list and said, hey, Brad, you'll get success, but it's going to cost you this, nobody would have signed up for that, <laughs> right? Nobody would have signed up for that. But I end up being on a hamster wheel where all these things were happening and I couldn't get off. I couldn't get off. And that's the thing that I'd say. So really, this is about that now what moment, asking yourself a question, now what, before you get to a now what moment. Because remember what I said when I started this off? Mm. People under stress don't make great decisions. And right now, if you're watching this, like this, you're under stress, but what you're doing is masking it with trinkets, stuff that you believe will somehow, let me tell you something, the longer you run, the weaker you become. Pebbles in shoes don't match it the way out. Whatever's going on, deal with it today. Perfect stuff, Brad. Thanks very much for your time. How do people find you if they want to pay you some money and, and get you in the business? Yeah, work with Brad.biz.
that's it. Work with Brad.biz. New site just launched. It's still not perfect, but it'll do. And in the next few weeks, we're going to tidy it up. But work with Brad.biz. Your opportunity to work with me. Like I say, I'm maybe in the brain for higher 60 to 90 minute session, as long as it takes. And I'll keep the ass Brad's down. Perfect stuff. Thank you very much, Brad. Take care. All the best, Steve. Thank you. Nice. Wow, there you go. Thanks very much to Brad Burton for coming on. You've been listening to May the Podcast Be With You. My name's Stephen Mather, your business lawyer. If you want to follow me on LinkedIn, uh, social media, then uh, you'll find me, Stephen Mather, M-A-T-H-E-R, um, on all of the various sites. Do subscribe, do leave a comment, and we'll see you next time around. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.